You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. From coast to coast to mountain coast, you're listening to Terra Misinforma. Hello, and welcome back to Terra Misinforma, the show that confirms that your mind is at war with everything. I'm Kata Can't Trick Me Gozitha. And I'm Hannah, open your third eye, Cunningham, and we'll be your hosts for the next half hour of unclouded, unshrouded environmental news straight from the big old eye in the sky. That eye in the sky being our radio station in the center of the hollow moon, of course. As I'm sure you're all aware, Terra Informants, today's show is another Calling It Out Fakata episode, where we hand the reins over to you, our dear listener, to steer the radio waves straight into the open minds of all our truth-seeking masses. The truth isn't out there, it's in here. This week, our conversation prompt is climate change. There's a lot of misinformation out there about climate change and the impacts that it's going to have of the people here on Spaceship Earth. But a sector of society who don't really get to shine in the climate change light are the hardworking, deep-digging, truth-seeking conspiracy theorists from all around the world. Why are we not talking about the impacts of climate change on folks like our lizard people, flat earthers, and bird drone operators? Where is the important misinformation that people need to know? You might laugh at people in tinfoil hats clutching their crystals, but today we're handing the mic over to them to ask important questions about how climate change is impacting the conspiracy community. Is climate change real? Will reading Greta Thunberg's Twitter turn your kids into climate activists? Is there a secret guild of lizard people that control the national governments? Who is landlocking Alberta oil? And is that bird watching me? These are the critical questions that the moonbathing public need answers to. Today, we let the truth speak. Let's hear from our first caller. Are you going to answer that? Okay. Uh, oh. Is this Terror Informer? Hello and welcome to the show, caller. This is Terror Misinformer and you're speaking to Hannah, open your third eye, Cunningham. And this is Carter, can't trick me, Gorzitsa. What truths do you have to say today about climate change? Hi, my name is Zeke, and I'm calling on behalf of the Bigfoot Conservation Association, of which I am the founder, the director, and the sole member. Ah, that sounds pretty cool. What do you got to say about climate change, though? So uh, I just wanted to say that I've been, I've been hunting Bigfoot my whole life, ever since I first picked up a gun at four years old. But recently, I've been concerned that climate change is going to get Bigfoot before I can get Bigfoot. And that makes me real worried. So I formed the Bigfoot Conservation Association to try and protect the forest that Bigfoot lives in. So in the last couple of years, I've been noticing a lot of environmental degradation in the forest affecting Bigfoot. Normally, we're supposed to have forest fires, a small one, every four years. Recently, we've been having four or five forest fires in one year. And that's a real problem because if Bigfoot's lungs fill with smoke, well, he ain't going to be able to run and he ain't going to be able to hunt. And uh, just recently in my county, they started fracking. 
Now, that's a big issue because it's affecting the water quality. Personally, I can boil my own water and I can hide under my stairs if the ground starts shaking. But uh, Bigfoot, he ain't got no stairs and he ain't got no kettle. As someone who uh, appreciates this here green and blue Earth spaceship that we all live on, I, I appreciate your concern for it. It's creatures extremely large and extremely small, such as Mr. Bigfoot here. What do you propose that someone such as yourself, who is a, you know, someone who cares for these creatures, what would you recommend that other listeners do if they're feeling as as impassioned as you are? So uh, first off, personally, I've been advocating for the shutdown of industry in the area around the forest to conserve it. There's been a lot of forestry operations that claim to be sustainable. But they just plant a couple of little shrubs, and then they say they replenish the forest. Well, guess what? Bigfoot, he can't, he can't hide amongst the little trees because he's going to step on them with his big old feet. That's mm-hmm. why they call him Bigfoot. I've been trying to shut down this factory that's polluting the rivers nearby because a little bit of pollution gets into the river. And then the fish, they eat the pollution. <laughs> and there might just be a little bit of fish with some pollution. But guess who eats a lot of fish? I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing our friend Bigfoot here. That's absolutely incorrect. It is the chupacabras. But guess who eats a lot of chupacabras? Is it our friend the Bigfoot? Absolutely incorrect again. It's the Ogo Pogo. And the Ogo Pogo, as we all know, is friends with Bigfoot. He's gonna be sad that his friend dies. Of course, of course. The social implications of climate change are are undeniable and they should be of utmost importance as well. A lot of people out there, you know, they don't believe that Bigfoot is real. But I know differently because I've seen them. I've seen them before. You've seen them. How does that, how is our, I'm curious with all this habitat change and the the change of the the food for, for Mr. Bigfoot, how's, how's he looking? How's he, is he looking good or is he looking, is he struggling? Well, well, the thing is, I ain't seen him recently. I only ever seen him once. And I was, uh, yeah, I was 13 years old. And uh, I was coming home from school and um, I was coming home from school a little bit early and I, I get home and I hear monster noises coming from my mama room. So I knock on the door and I, I open it up and I say, mama, there's monster noises in your room and uh, open the door. And then sure as sure as day, there he is, Bigfoot standing there. He's a big hairy man and he gets one look at me and he hops right out the window. And I say, mama, what was that? What was that thing? And she says to me, that was Bigfoot. And I said, wow, Bigfoot looks a lot like our neighbor. That's how I know Bigfoot's real. And that's how I know he needs protecting. All right, I got one more thing. I got a couple more things. I got about another hour. So the thing is, it ain't just me. You know, I've been in contact with colleagues around the world. You know, my friend in Scotland is telling me she's worried about precipitation patterns affecting the Loch Ness Monster. My sailor friends are worried that increased marine tanker travel is affecting the Kraken. And these are important species to their ecological biosphere systems. And we're just letting them die. Every day, more and more species are lost. And we're just pretending like it's okay. And that, that ain't right, Bigfoot. But we go into his home, into his forest. And then we pretend like it's, it's his problem for attacking us. You Maybe the real monster isn't Bigfoot. Maybe the real monster is the hubris of man. And that's all I got to say about that.
Well, you know what? I, I can respect that and I can respect the need to respect Bigfoot's private property because you know what? If you ain't got your land and you ain't got your own house, then where are you? Zeke, was it? Sure. Zeke, thank you so much. You know, you're really spouting the truth here on the air for everyone else to hear. And uh, I hope that this uh, gets across the radio waves right into the open minds of all our listeners across the thank country. Thank you, guys. You know what they always say, though. If it's a biped and it ain't got feathers, it's a human. So uh, if it's a biped and ain't got go feathers, then, uh, we got to give it a gun, I think, is what I'm I'm what I'm hearing here. And I, I think I agree pretty full-heartedly. Thank you. I, I appreciate the support, and I appreciate the good work that Terror Informer is doing. Right. Well, thank you, Zeke, and we hope you continue to be a Terror, a terror Informant for us. That was some pretty good stuff we heard over there from Z. I think that caller got what they were saying just right, and I'm really, really excited to hear what we got on the way tonight. That's right. So let's uh, let's get rolling. We got another caller on the line, and uh, let's hear about how climate change is impacting another tight-knit, fact-wielding conspiracy theorist. Caller, you are live on Terra Misinforma with Hannah, Open Your Third Eye Cunningham, and Carter, Cantrick, me, Gorditza. What do you think the uh, travelers on Spaceship Earth need to know about climate change in this, the age of conspiracy? Well, I don't know what your other caller there was just talking about, but I'm here to talk about the facts. F-A-C-T-S. Facts. The facts. All right. Okay. Give Give them to me. Give them to us. I am a concerned citizen and I don't see myself or my community represented or reflected in conversations about climate change. So I'm here to represent the anti-vaccination community. Vaccines and pharmaceutical companies are damaging in so many ways, and climate change is only going to make things worse. Okay, okay, okay. I get what you're saying here about these vaccines, but I don't, I don't get how climate change is actually going to make them worse. Can you explain that for me? Let me break it down for you. First of all, these big pharmaceutical companies, we can call them Big Pharma, They stand to profit from climate change. People say that climate change is going to make us sick. Diseases are going to spread faster and farther as the climate warms. And people think that they need vaccines to treat these diseases. That's a huge demand that will only continue to increase with climate change. So these drug companies, they have the upper hand. They are already working on these vaccines and they stand to make millions and millions of dollars. They see it as an opportunity. They'll be able to expand to other areas and treat more diseases that they previously didn't. And what people don't know is that these drugs actually make people sick and keep people sick. And this just turns into a vicious cycle that increases our reliance on these drugs. Don't you know what I'm saying? Right, I hear ya. I, uh, you know what? The last thing you want to be reliant on is anything other than yourself. What kind of uh, diseases are you most worried about these companies trying to, to harness, I guess, to get to our, uh, our population? I don't know. I think these diseases are going to just come out of nowhere. We don't even know what they're going to be like. We don't have that much experience with diseases. We're all just going about our regular lives these days, right? Wrong! These diseases are everywhere. 
I get what you're saying here. We're we're in uh, pretty safe times around right now. We don't really know what it's going to be like one day when we might need a vaccine. Or, uh, pardon me, not need a vaccine. I don't mean to, to argue with you there. I just uh, I just mean uh, that someday they might want to give us a vaccine, uh, shove it down our throats or something, friggin' yeah. idiots. Yeah, watch what you're saying there. We don't need any vaccines. You sound like one of them left-winger media people that's trying to tell me and my kids that we need to vaccinate. And I don't like that. I don't like the media right now. And the media is letting me and my community down. And they just don't represent me. Don't well, don't worry. Why. Don't worry about me. If uh, you got anything to know about me, I I don't got any community. I they call, I'm like Margaret Thatcher. I don't. How uh-uh. does someone like yourself, if you do get sick, especially with the risk uh, increasing with climate change. What do you do for yourself? Obviously, you don't turn to uh, turn to big pharma solutions. So what do you do to protect yourself and your family? You know, we like to travel. We like to go somewhere warm and we just like to sit in the sun. I say the more you travel when you're sick, the better. And you just get to somewhere warm and tropical and you just sit and you get up, soak up some vitamin D and you eat some good food and you stay hydrated and you rest and you're all good as new. There's no need for any of these drugs except for the devil's lettuce. That one, that one's all right by you? That one's all right by me. All right. Okay. Now, yeah, that sounds, that sounds nice. That sounds like uh, uh, take a vacation, drink some pina coladas, you know, get on a plane, uh, go see some people at the airport. I think that public health is going to be affected by climate change in a big way, but vaccines are not going to protect you from floods or wildfires or hurricanes. And vaccination has just been cooked up by big pharma. And these companies, they're just going to make money off of us. You make a really good point there. I've never heard of anyone coming out with a heat wave or a hurricane vaccine. If they, uh, if everyone liked vaccines so much, why don't we have one of those yet? It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. You know what? I might change my tune if they came out with something like that. Right. Well, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, listener, for calling in. Uh, we really appreciate you coming and representing your community here on Terra Misinforma. Well, I'm happy to, happy to uh, be here. So thank you very much. Well, that was incredibly well said. It was one of the most exciting things I've heard all day. Very shocking, but true revelation that we just heard. Absolutely. You just can't argue with that logic and reasoning. You know, that caller really has done their homework. Uh, so the, the lights on this, uh, our board are lighting up. So let's get another, uh, another caller on the air. Ah, awesome. Can you hear us over there? Yep, I sure can. I'm Kata Cantrick Migozitsa with uh, Hannah Open Your Third Eye Cunningham over here. And what do you got to say? I'm just calling in to address my growing concern surrounding the rapid construction of wind farms that are taking out all the government surveillance drones out there. Government surveillance drones? What are you talking about? No. As we're all aware, the government has been putting out a large amount of resources into their surveillance drone program. But I believe that the current generation of drones aren't properly calibrated to handle the swift movement of windmill arms. So these drones, which are obviously being disguised as birds, just keep crashing into these windmills, which is causing like a super significant drop in the amount of surveillance that's happening. Like every day I find more and more of these drones littered throughout my property and I'm pretty concerned about it. 
I'm sorry, did you say that these drones are obviously disguised as birds? Yeah, absolutely. The current drone program set up to simulate current birds in flight. So if there's any foreign spies out there and they're trying to figure out what's going on in the country, they won't be able to tell the difference between a bird and a drone. Because some birds are drones, but some birds are just birds. Is there any specific species that you can tell me? Are drones, or do I have to be suspicious of every bird I see? I, I've really become uh, well acquainted with the blue jay who sits by my window, and uh, now I'm kind of worried about what it's seen and uh, where it could be broadcasting some of these videos that, that it might have or might not have. I think the real issue is the windmill construction being kept at the current pace that it stands because there isn't enough resources going in to upgrade the drone technology to keep up. Because these drones need to be remaining as natural as possible with the emulation of bird behavior to not tip off any foreign spies. Like, have you ever seen a bird swiftly dodge a windmill arm? I don't think so. So if all of a sudden the birds are able to dodge these windmill arms, then that's a major indicator that something non-natural is occurring and then we can't risk that exposure as a country. So, caller, tell me, uh, are you, uh, it's not the, uh, it's not the renewable energy aspect of these windmills that you are opposed to. It's more their hazardous nature to these bird drones. No, I think it's purely, this is from a purely, uh, security standpoint. Caller, how do you think that the, uh, you know, these resources that the government is putting into their windmill production, how should they change that to, uh, better protect our national security? Well, obviously, the only solution I see is to cease the construction of wind farms until the government is able to allocate more resources into building drones of higher intelligence. Like, I don't feel safe going outside and not seeing any of these bird drones around. Like, what if someone just comes out and attacks me and the government is around to watch the crime take place and acts accordingly? It's absolutely irresponsible to be in support of something that results in the loss of security for myself and other members of the public. Like I, can't, like, I really cannot believe that more people are not more aware of these implications, which is why I wanted to call in right now. Like, the people really need to know what's going on. Ah, well, that is some pretty interesting stuff you're saying there. I can't believe that uh, I gotta be double-checking all these birds around me, and I'm rethinking my feelings on wind turbines. I always, uh... Always thought I would have liked those things. Too too bad that they they're bad. Uh, thank you very much for calling in. Do you got any closing remarks before you go there? No, I'm just happy that I'm able to get the word out there. Gotta gotta keep things safe. You're doing the Lord's work. You're doing the Lord's work. Keep it up, buddy. Catch you on the other side. Uh, yeah. Hope to see some more birds around. Oh my goodness, the depth and knowledge and insight these callers are bringing us today. I just can't believe it. I think that we just should scurry along and get right back to uh, call the next caller. Caller number four. Uh, caller, can you hear me over there? Yep. Oh, awesome. You're speaking live with Kata, Can't Trick Me, Gorzitsa, and Hannah, open your third eye, Cunningham. Uh, who are you and what do you got to say today? My name's Bert Clandy, and you know... I've been listening to this show for a while now because I care about the environment, but you are all so, so wrong on such a fundamental level. Thank you for having me on. All I can ask is that I'm not interrupted while I say my piece. 
then you can feel free to ask me whatever you want to. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. First off, Flat Earth Society is not crazy. We can't deny the fact that climate is changing. The scientific facts are plain to see. If nothing else, we respect the quality of scientific research behind it all. The one thing that these scientists are always getting wrong is what exactly is going to happen to the Earth when climate change really kicks in. It's been gradual so far for sure, but your fake science insists that climate change is affecting us more and more rapidly. When this ship that is our Earth sinks because of a hole in the ice wall that we've made, we're all going to drown. So, some knowledge for your listeners. First off, Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of a marble, whipping through space at 65,000 miles per hour. Just think about that. Ridiculous. The Earth is flat. There's a wall made of ice surrounding all precious life-bearing continents that fan out around the Arctic Circle which is at the center of everything. That ice wall is what the governments of our world would like you to believe is its own continent. It's just a wall separating us from the nothingness that exists beyond it. As soon as there's a breach in that wall, every drop of water from our oceans, every fish, shark, whale in the sea, every man-made vessel on the open waters is going to be sucked through into that nothingness that exists beyond our Earth. Not outer space, under space and not just the oceans no the very air we breathe will spill out over that edge as well it'll hit us hard and we won't know what we will have experienced this is going to be the end unless we can all work together to figure out a way to treat this earth with some respect regardless of the shape that you think it is but i mean it's flat it always has been and it always will be wow you know what Bert, was it? Yeah, Bert Clandy. Bert Clandy, that was, you are extremely well-spoken, and I really appreciate the amount of work that you have put into representing uh, your society here. So if the earth is flat, where are all of these, you know, the, clim- the, the greenhouse gases that are uh, changing the climate, where are they all getting stuck? How is this, how is this warming happening? That is a very common question. It's quite simple, really. I mean, people who think that the Earth is a sphere think that there's a blanket that separates us from the outer space that you call it. It's, But it's the same idea, but you see it's tethered on the edge of that ice wall in flat Earth theory, which is true. And it's a dome. It's like a dome. Have you ever seen Biodome? You know what? Yeah, I think I, I think I've seen that one. It's the same as Biodome. Right, right. Well, I can picture that. Uh, and you know what? It seems I've seen it before on a screen. So I think I think that 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 makes sense to me. You're really starting to change my mind. It's really starting to uh, hit a little thing in my head, reminding me of some memories I have of a ice wall. It actually sounds quite a bit like uh, that last Game of Thrones season we were all talking about. Like, uh, you're talking about this ice wall, it's pretty much like climate change is the dragon, the big evil ice dragon. So, uh, I'm on board, I'm on board. I can really understand what you're saying here. Yeah, it's a perfect metaphor. If you had uh, one thing that you could implore our listeners to uh, to do to 
you know, help out, help respect for this, respect our planet, like you've, like you've said, we have to do. What would, uh, what would you instruct listeners to do if they are worried about how climate change is going to affect this flat earth? Well, in this time, I would say wash your hands for one and try to not drive a car if you can. Ride a bike, get some exercise. All right. Well, you know, Bert Clandy, we really appreciate you taking your time to call in today and uh, inform all of our listeners out. I know that what you've said will be transmitted across these radio waves all the way across this, this here flat earth. So we appreciate it. All the way to the ice wall, baby. Thanks for having me on. Perfect. Thank you. You, you take care now. Okay, Collins, thank you so much for fearlessly bringing the truth to all of our listeners this week, all across the hollow earth or flat earth or whatever you want to believe. It's been really nice listening to you. Climate change is really, really affecting all kinds of stuff from the bird drones we see to the Sasquatches that are being pushed around by those fires and stuff, and even to the flat earthers. So in the end, uh, we all got to come together to fight this crisis because we aren't going to be doing it alone. Take what our interviewees talked about today, take it to heart and uh, make some change in your lives because uh, we all got to smarten up if we want to keep living on this little uh, ball, a plane, a hollow bowl, whatever you want to say for a little bit longer. Carter, I couldn't have said it better myself. But listeners, unfortunately, we find ourselves at the end of another Calling In For Carter episode. Our phone lines were ringing off the hook. And while we couldn't hear everyone's truths today, we really hear you. You know, we're listening and looking at you from across the astral plane. I'm Hannah, open your third eye, Cunningham, and I say that you are seen. My amethyst has been charging in the light of the moon for a week in preparation for today, and I'm telling you, it wasn't wasted. I've been Kata, can't trick me, Gozitsa. And until next time, remember, if you, you are, are receiving this transmission, transmission you, you are, are part of the conspiracy, conspiracy climate, climate change, change resistance. resistance. Yeah, my chakras are exhausted. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to our annual April Fool's Day tradition, Terra Misinforma. This year, we took a really deep dive off the deep end, looking into some of our favorite conspiracy theories and imagined how climate change could be affecting those communities. In all seriousness, though, there is a ton of misinformation flying around the world these days. Uh, One of those being foreign-funded climate activists, other ones being the idea that you can individually change to deter climate change. Make sure to keep on listening to Terraforma because we definitely will touch on those in the future. Terra Informa is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM, a campus and community recording studio located in Amiskwichiwiskaigan, or so-called Edmonton, Alberta. We are situated on Treaty 6, the historic and present territory of Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, Dene, and many other First Peoples that live and gather here. In today's episode, we made light of alternative accounts and different truths out there, but we do want to be clear that history and even some of today's facts are written by those with the power to force their reality. 
For decades, Indigenous people across Turtle Island have been speaking out about the real and true impacts of colonialism, racism, and oppression, and we believe and support their accounts. We want to say a big thank you to everyone who helped work on this week's episode, Elizabeth Dowdell, Curtis Blandy, Evan Latower, Andrea Miller, and Sonic Patel. Terra Informa is entirely volunteer run, and we survived because of generous donations to our host studio, CGSR 88.5. Consider a donation to your local radio station to keep stories like this on the air. If you like what you heard today, or on any of our non-Terra Misinforma days, have a comment or a question, check out our website, terrainforma.ca, tweet us at terrainforma, or find us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Carter Grozitza. And I'm Hannah Cunningham. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week right here on Terra Informa.